Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Jesus died once for all, says the author of Hebrews. And we see the illustration of this back here in Genesis chapter 8. It's over for good. Join us for today's broadcast of Way of Grace. grace-bible.com. This is Way of Grace from Grace Bible Church in Hayward with our teacher and pastor Jessica Stand. Hi there. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We're continuing our series, Arise, Move, and Go. It's our theme for the year here at Grace Bible Church. And today we're in Genesis chapter 8, taking a look at the life of Noah and the illustration of the gospel that this whole scene presents to us here in chapter 8. It's over for good. The effects of the judgment tested, and the end of wrath is affirmed. Join us for today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Here's Pastor Jesse. Real peace is found nowhere but in Jesus. We can pretend it. We can facade it. We can try to generate peace. But after a while, you know, you might. can we imagine for a minute that some of the folks, when that rain start coming down, they start trying to make lemonade out of it. They start mocking God. Woo! Let's get some cups, make some lemonade. The problem is it didn't stop raining. See what I'm getting at? Because men will even, men will, men will conventionalize tragedy. You do know that. Our governments know how to sell tragedy, don't they? They know how to take calamity and catastrophe and make money on it. I'm just bringing it up to where we are so you can know that there are all kind of probabilities of how people responded for a few days. But the text tells us ultimately everything that had breath in their nostrils died. So you can fight God all you want to, but at some point you're going to die because you ain't a fish. So what we get in our text is this. These things have I spoken to you that you might have peace. In the world, you're going to have trouble. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. What is Jesus describing himself as? An ark that can take the hit as your substitute and as your covering. Somebody keeping up with me? Jesus is saying, be of good cheer because I'm your covering. I'm the box that you hide in. I was thinking about this a while back. I taught this many years ago at the old building. We have a, uh, a protective canopy over our uh, earth here that uh, it, it protects our atmosphere because we have many levels that go all the way out into um, the stratosphere. And you know that we got this heat shield that protects our earth that keeps an uh, ecological balance with our oxygen and things like that. So when our astronauts fly out to space, they go way out there in the, the uh, 
the non-gravitational uh, far, far regions of, of, uh, of space out there. And they turn around and come back because they want to come home because they're made for living on the earth. So they take a return capsule, and as they're taking a return capsule, they got to enter in and go through that heat shield. Am I making some sense? Well, the capsule has to be made in such a way that they can endure the heat as they come in. Otherwise, the capsule and them will be destroyed as we have seen with our own eyes a number of times. Now, that shield that covers the capsule was called a propitiation shield. Propitiation is when something covers you and takes the hit while you yourself absorb it and go through and make it on the other side. And I'm saying that sinners in Christ were lost in space until the grace of God came and got you in a capsule called Jesus and brought you back to earth's atmosphere. Safe in him. Safe. In Jesus Christ, he is our propitiation. Did that make some sense? The Jewish people would have gotten that. Three sub points, sanctified in Jesus, are we not? Sanctified in Jesus. This is what I love about chapter 7, verse 23 in Genesis. Listen to what it says. Here's what it says. This is what it means to be sanctified in Jesus. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground. God was right. He did what he said. Both men and cattle... And the creeping things and the fowls of heaven. Woo! This is, listen, so the only reason the fowl came down was because the waters were so torrentous, they couldn't fly. And if they were taking lodge in trees, the trees were destroyed. Nobody flying nowhere. If you're not hiding, you're dying. Just helping you. I love God's word. Do you love God's word? Because it's making it plain to me. I don't know about to you, but it's making it plain to me. The waters that came down from the heavens wasn't playing. It was tearing up everything in its way. Wasn't nothing going to fly, nothing going nowhere, nothing doing nothing but going down. If you're not on the inside, you're going down. And then the waters that broke up from underneath the earth disrupted the whole uh geographical structure of the earth. You guys know that. So everything was completely uh, disrupted. No stability anywhere. Everybody is now turned upside down, inside out, being, uh, being completely immersed in water until they died. That's what our text is teaching. And listen to what it says. And they were destroyed from the earth and Noah only remained alive. Do you see it? And Noah only remained alive. Look at the last clause because I'm going back to Noah to teach you something. And they that were with him in the ark. So Noah had a family who believed in Noah and because they believed in Noah, they were with Noah in the time of the judgment and they were both in that safe place. This is why we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, because when you believe on Christ, you are with him. And when you are with him, you are made to be in a safe place. Does that make sense? This is what our text is teaching you me. You mean it's solemn. It's solemn. But there's no going to heaven apart from believing on Jesus. It's solemn. The world will perish without Christ. 
as the world perished without Noah. And we call that sanctification. For those of you who don't know, how do I know I'm sanctified? Because God has to place you in Christ. Sanctification is being placed in Christ. And then God has to give you faith. Sanctification means you believe on the gospel. And then God has to give you grace. Grace means you start behaving like something else matters than what used to matter to you before you came to know Christ. Sanctified people live like they're set apart. Sanctified people live like they're going somewhere. Sanctified people live like they know somebody. Is that true? People ought to know you're sanctified. Not self-righteous, not religiously holy, but committed to something for which when they hang out with you for a minute, they discover that you don't have time for all the foolishness. They're going to watch you separate from them in a minute. And you don't mind telling them where you're going because where you're going is to glory. And by way of Jesus and by way of my, my following him and obedience, this is how I'm headed to glory. And men and women can know that's what God wants. So Jesus is our sanctification. The Bible's clear about this. I love this. They are in a safe place while the rest of the world are suffering the ravages of something that has never occurred before. And I'm reminded of Romans 8, 1 and 2. You guys remember what it says, right? There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are where? In the ark. In the ark. You get it? You see the tie-in? You see the tie-in, children of God? You see why Jesus says, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It's talking about me. He's telling the same story in different ways all the time. And I'm never bored with his story. Are you bored with his story? He's telling you very clear. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ who walk not after the way of the world of Noah, but after the way of Noah and his family. The spirit of God called Noah, called Noah came. The spirit of God instructed Noah, Noah obeyed. Then the spirit of God called Noah into the ark and Noah came. All that the father gives me shall come to me. And he that comes unto me, I will in no wise cast out. Everyone that comes to me, I will keep and I will lose nothing but raise it up at that last day. We see the success of the gospel in Noah's life, do we not? We see the success of the gospel in Noah's life. This is sanctification, child of God. So point B, let's keep going. Now I want to talk about being sealed by the spirit of God. If you are sanctified in Christ, you will be sealed. Now, sealing is something we've talked about before. We love it, don't we? Sealing is the idea that God owns you as his package. And what he's going to do is preserve you unto everlasting glory by sealing you with a product that protects the contents of your soul until you reach your destiny. It's like when you buy a a product and they put it in a package and they guarantee that product. So when it gets to your door, it will seal all the way to the door. Am I making some sense? The third person is our seal. The spirit of the living God is the one that seals us unto the day of redemption. He seals you to protect you because you're God's product. You're not your own. God owns you. And if the Holy Ghost ever comes in your life, you're going to figure that out. Because he will disrupt you until you submit. He will not destroy you, but he will break you down. He will let you know you can go the long route or you can go the short route. 
If you take the long route, it's going to be rough and bumpy. If you take the shorter route, it may be a little easier. And this is the whole idea. Is Noah and his family sealed? Are they sealed? And you know how we know, because in chapter 6, verse 14, God said, I want you to use two fundamental materials. One is gopher wood, and the other one is called gopher pitch. Use some gopher and some gopher, and you'll make sure you build something that can withstand the storm. So I'm just being cute right there, but if you know me, I'm telling you something that's deep already. Use you some gopher wood. What is gopher wood? It's a very stable wood in the days of um, Israel, and they would have known what that wood, wood would have been. It would have been what they call the cypress tree. Very large trees with very solid wood that could absorb a lot of water without breaking or diminishing. Am I making some sense? And then God says, so you have a structure out of the gopher wood. But then God says, I want you to caulk it, and I want you to pitch it with kofir. Now, the kofir is actually a covering. It is the fundamental material to cover the ark. Are y'all keeping up with me? The covering is important because without the covering, the rain's going to leak through and that boat is not going to ascend. We learned that the boat rolls, didn't it? We'll get back there in a moment. But the only reason the boat rose is because there was kofir on the outside and there was kofir on the inside, and the people are in the inside protected by the kofir on the inside, and the boat is protected by the kofir on the outside. Now, that kofir is the term for atonement. It is the day of Yom Kippur. It's representing the blood of Jesus Christ that covers our sins. It's determined, Leviticus 1.14, and you will make an atonement for their sin. How does God deal with you and me? By covering us in the blood of Jesus Christ. It's the blood that makes atonement for the sin. Can you see it, you guys? Can you see needing to be covered in the blood? Can you see how Israel was covered in the blood? Can you see why Jesus had to die for our sins? So the blood covers and it becomes a propitiation for the rain that comes down. The rain is coming down. I am being hit by the rain, but not directly, indirectly, because Jesus is my cofer covering me while the rain comes down. This is what we mean by the seal of the Holy Spirit. His job is to keep you through the difficulties of life as you abide in Jesus Christ. I love it. John chapter 5, 24. I'll state it and you'll get it again. This is what Jesus said in John 5, 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the one that hears my word and believes on him that sent me has everlasting life. Do you see it? What a great, great promise. He has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation. And here's the reason why he has passed from death. Chapter seven showed us the death. Chapter eight shows us the life. Chapter seven, God says, come in. Chapter eight, God says, come out. Chapter 7 gave us 100 years in building. Chapter 8 gives us one year of the judgment. 
Can you see a child of God? The people of God are coming out the ark representing newness of life. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a what? New creature. Old things have passed away. And Noah could tell you that literally, couldn't he? Behold, all things have become new. Are we preaching the gospel to you right now? Is it making sense? This is so important in our text. Jesus is our safe place. He's the seal of the spirit in our life. I love it. He's the one that endures the hit. Allowing you and I to go up with them. So when we teach the fact that as a sinner, you're saved by God's grace. What we don't say is that our sins have not been paid for. We do say our sins have been paid for by one who takes our place as our substitute. So God's judgment does come upon us, but it doesn't come upon us directly. It comes upon us indirectly in the person of Christ. Am I making some sense? This is what allows you and I to own the vicarious righteousness of our Savior. It could never happen, Paymont, if you weren't in Jesus. You got to be in Jesus to get the benefits. They don't work unless you're inside of Christ. And Noah's family said that. He said it for 100 years. This is the only thing you're going to have to escape. This is it, y'all. If you don't buy into this boat, you're on your own. And according to what we learned, no one else lived. Now, had one more soul lived outside the boat, God would have been a liar. Y'all keeping up with me? Had one soul lived. You know how people will say, I'm going to find my own way to heaven. There are many ways to God. Now you're making God a liar. And you're making the death of Christ absurd. And you're sending the Holy Spirit on a fool's errand. Am I making some sense? This is the offense of the gospel right here. When Jesus says, you're not getting to my daddy until you come to me. That is the offense of the gospel. What made Noah's boat a condemnation of the world, as the Hebrew writer said, condemning the world. That's why I told you it's condemnation, but it's also what? Comfort. It was comfort for anybody that got in the boat. This is what I was thinking. I still got a little time with you. This is what I was thinking. I said, man, they were in that boat for a year. I wonder what kind of quarters Miss Noah built. I mean, you know, did she build a big master bedroom? You know, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know, I know. Because like, we don't even know how, they didn't know how long the judgment was going to be. They didn't know the nature of the judgment. But I know my wife, she would have made sure that the living quarters were completely appropriate. Especially if we got to live in there with all them animals. (laughs) See, remember I told you the boat, it wasn't the size of the the, uh, cruise ships we're dealing with today. Told you the boat might have been uh, 10, 15 feet higher, about the same width, football field and a half long. That's not a lot, maybe a couple thousand people. Am I making some sense? And then animals. Now, has anybody ever been on a farm? We talking a whole year. Stay with me. See, I'm trying to help you understand salvation is a miracle of grace. Stay with me now. (laughs) Because it's got to be a sealed container. Is that right? 
So the oxygen has to be divine by nature. And that's why we call him the Holy Ghost. We live and move and have our being in God. Without God's spirit, we can't breathe in or out. We're talking about spiritual air inside that box that gave all of those people life. And that's what you and I need to breathe. We need God. Breathe on me, breath of God. Isn't that right? Breathe on me, breath of God, particularly in a world where there's no real oxygen. People are suffocating today in darkness, in rebellion, in the stench that my elder talked about. Our whole world is East Bay mud, apart from the grace of God. So I'm saying to myself, so I bet you Miss Noah went out and bought a year's supply of of, uh, air freshener. I mean, I would have, I, I don't even know, you know, I don't know what she knew. God may have given her some special revelation that he didn't give Mr. Noah, because Noah working, right? But she got a relationship with God, don't she? She's a believer. Wouldn't God have given us some, re- come here, Miss Noah, let me sh- tell you what to do to enjoy this year's journey. Right, right? I mean, y'all can think whatever you want to. Think about this. Okay, so I'm going to cap it here just in case you think I'm being silly. I am not. I'm talking about what it means to be in Christ in a crazy world. I'm talking about how God graces us in Christ in a crazy world. I'm talking about how God can give us light when there's darkness all around us. I'm talking about how God can prepare a table in the midst of our enemies. I'm talking about how God can make it well for you when it's not well for anybody else. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about how God can grant you and I godliness with contentment, becoming great gain. And we can discover that God is sufficient for us. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not want. He will provide for me everything on this whole journey. I don't even care how long it goes. As long as the Lord is with me, I will be fine in the midst of this storm. You can be sure they worshiped God in that boat. Because that's what you do when this thing gets crazy. That's what you do when this thing gets crazy. You call on God. We're not playing games. We're throwing all the theology books out, all of them, everything going out. And we're holding on to the simplicity of a preposition and a pronoun. The preposition, in. The pronoun, him. So now we got our Bible and our hymn book in one word. And we can ride a whole year out calling upon the name of the Lord. I'm going to drag this out a little bit longer. You live to be 500 years old, Miss Noah. And your husband has lived to be 600 years old. And y'all went to church all that time. Now you're in the midst of some difficulty. You don't have a Bible. You don't have a cell phone. You don't have a computer. If God's word is not written in your heart, you're in trouble. 
Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord my God. Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereunto according to thy word? With my whole heart have I sought you, O let me not wander from your commandments and take not the word of God utterly out of my mouth. They have been my comfort in the days of my pilgrimage on this earth. We need God's word, but we need it in our hearts, right? This is why Paul says, let the word of God dwell richly in you in all wisdom, right? Making melody in your heart, singing praises and songs and hymns, because the heart is the treasure box of God. Well, you are listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. Closing out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know how the program encourages you in your walk with Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests are always welcome. You can either write to us, give us a call, or stop by our website and drop us an email. Now, the best place to go, of course, is the website. Not only will you be able to write to us via email, you'll be able to get more information about who we are, what we believe, worship times, how to get here. Grace-Bible.com is our website. Again, that's Grace-Bible.com. If you wish to give us a call, the number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, our address is 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street. Here in Hayward, the zip code, 94541. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. One final note as we close out our time today, this program is listener-supported. If you wish to partner with us, we would be more than grateful. This broadcast airs throughout the Bay Area, as well as online, impacting thousands for the sake of Christ. And that is our hope and our goal. If you'd like to partner with us along those lines, feel free to write or give us a call. No gift is too large, no gift too small, whether a one-time gift or a monthly support. You're more than welcome to reach out. We would love to partner with you as we minister the gospel of Jesus to the Bay Area and the World Wide Web. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace.